For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And it is the Rob Hansel Radio Program right here on the Tri-State's Undisputed Talk Leader, KDUX 1340 AM. Let's get this started, shall we? It's the Rob Hansen Radio Program with Radio Rob right here on KTOX 1340, now with FM. Oh, yeah. And let's talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Welcome. It is the Rob Hansel Radio Program. Of course, we're on KTUX 1340 AM right here in the heart of Needles, California. (laughs) Is there a heart of Needles, California? Of course there is. And we're here. We're right here. Anyway, number to call if you want to join in the fun and frivolity, 855-586-9134. Of course, you can listen to us on the web at www.ktox1340.com. Uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, roughly thereabouts. And, uh, of course, uh, if you don't like AM radio for some silly reason, you can also tune in to us on FM at 104.1 on your FM dial and in and around Bullhead City. And, boom, you're there. You're listening to us. You're listening to me. You're listening to, oh, everybody. Mike his daughter during the week afternoon drive by whatnot, not so forth anyway welcome uh you know today's kind of a kind of tough you know th- this month has been kind of tough i uh, last week i ended up with this cold that went 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 around everywhere probably heard it last weekend i was just starting it now i'm finally on the other end of it so now i'm not quite so snippily or nasally when i talk which is a good thing because i for a while there i thought no i'm never going to be able to talk right again and you know sort of wishing i was dead but now i got over it and i'm feeling a whole heck of a lot better so we're gonna see where that goes also this month is the uh i don't want to call it an anniversary but it's uh it's been a year since my friend Dave Hayes, uh, former owner of KTOX 1340 here in Needles, passed away. And, you know, I, I've, I've spent some time this last week reflecting and thinking back on his, his life uh, you know, and how he impacted people's lives around him. One of the one of the fondest things I I remember about Dave is how he would help 
pretty much anybody in need, as long as they were willing to be helped and do the steps to help themselves as well. Uh, many a time he opened the opened the door to the station to allow somebody to come in and uh, stay a while, sleep, take a shower, eat, get clothes. Dave was one of those kind of people who would, uh, you know, give the shirt off his back to 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 clothe the naked man, give him his, uh, you know, give give that person his last uh, morsel of food to feed the hungry. And you know, I I firmly believe that uh, Dave tried through his entire life to. Be as good of a person as he could. And, you know, he, he, he was full of hope all the time. Sure, he had some negative things to say about people. Sure, he had, uh, had good things to say. But he was always on the right side of things, I think. He was on he was on the side of truth. He was on the side of justice. He was on the side of what's right. He didn't play ball just to uh get along with people. He danced he definitely danced to his own drummer. Well, a year ago we lost him. And you know, I thought I thought then, man, the world world is just a bit lonelier. Now, here here we are a year later, and uh, I was talking to uh, an, another friend of mine and a and a contributor to KTOX, uh, Lyle Sharman. He says, Rob. I just found something on YouTube I didn't know was there. I said, oh, really? What's that? Well, do you remember when I came in and uh, and sat down with Dave and Frank for the first time? I said, yes, I do. I, I remember that. He said, well, I found that on YouTube. I said, yes, I know. I put it there. <laughs> so here after the break, we're going to play that entire segment. I figure Dave's gone. Frank's gone. And what better way to say hello and goodbye is to uh, play that uh, play that segment. It's a it's a pretty long segment. It's about thirty four minutes or something like that. But uh, we'll get into it. We'll we'll play the entire thing, and uh, you can uh, of course listen to Lyle Sharman. He's going to be in next weekend, I believe, and uh, we'll. Uh, We'll do that, but let's go to a break right now. It is the Rob Hansen Radio Program right here on the Tri-State's Undisputed Talk Leader. That'd be KTUX 1340 AM. We'll be back after these local messages. Seems I've got to have a chance to sing. Every night I have the strength. 
be brought to you by you for as little as $25 a week. For more information, email us at info at ktox1340.com. That's info at ktox1340.com. Info at ktox1340.com. KTOX. KTOX. The Tri-State's Talk Leader. Each and every member of the National Rifle Association warns the loss of the innocent. It's not a safety issue. It's a political issue. KTOX 1340 News Talk. Welcome back. You're listening to the uh, theme of the American Horror Story. Thought that might be appropriate for our guest this, uh, this morning. Lyle. I forgot your last name. Charmin. Charmin, that's right. Because I, I, I remember reading it and thinking, does that say shaman? And no, there's an R there. <laughs> that's it. And it's not with a C, it's with an S. Yes. Welcome. Uh, from, you're from the Route 66 Paranormal. Yep, Route 66 Paranormal Investigators. In- investigators. Yep. There you go. And you're, you've got an investigation going right now in Needles. We do. A little bit off the beaten track of Route 66, but... Yeah. But it's still in the town that Route 66 is uh, passing through. We need to turn him up a little bit. Okay, let's get him up. How's that? Is that better? I don't know. Is that better? That sounds better to me. (laughs) All right. So um, tell us about the investigation that's happening and and where it's happening. I think everybody in the community is pretty much familiar with it, but just go ahead and... Yeah, it's the the big greenhouse uh, on the corner there at uh, 517 K Street. And... uh, uh, pretty much a house that everybody it looks like in this area is known about and, and people all through the tri-state area. Uh, been there a long time and I can remember being a kid coming to this town and, and uh, you know pulling in from California and going by that house constantly. So I think a lot of people, you got people from all over the state of California, Phoenix, different areas that come in and, and have visited this area right. and uh, they've uh, always looked at that house and said, wow, that looks scary or I wonder what the story is with that right, or, right. you know, whatever. And, and uh, so I think that's what's intrigued a lot of people when they saw that we were in there doing this and filming. They're, they're finally going to get a lot of answers that uh, they've wondered about for 30, 40 years. Right. I mean, some of the stuff from talking to people that have lived there uh, is is known in the community, but there's still a lot of rumors about, like, exactly what the tunnels were used for, exactly right. what... Um, uh, what was really going on in that house? Some people claimed it was a brothel. Others claimed that owned it. No, that never happened. Which right. it's hard for me to believe. But right. but again, you know, people trying to protect um, maybe some of the history that or negative history. I don't know. Or trying to protect people. You know, people want to sell the house. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, there there was actually a uh, some people that owned it that only lived in it for three months and sold it and. Uh, you know, so you got to ask yourself, why is that? You know, why would somebody buy a house, turn around three months later, and sell the thing? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the tunnels, we're going to disclose a lot of that mm-hmm. on the twenty-first. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I can tell you this much: uh, you know, the, these, this whole tunnel thing was very popular in in the West uh, in the old Western days. And if you go to towns like Kingman, Williams, Prescott, uh, any of these places, they all have tunnels also. So when you put tunnels in, it's not for anything legal, right? Because if you're, because <laughs> if you were, you you don't need a tunnel for anything if if you're just going to haul something from point A to point B right. if, unless it's illegal. Um, so so a lot of what we'll be disclosing will be focused on things that really weren't 
legal and probably shouldn't have been happening, but it was common practice. It wasn't like it just happened there. It happened right. all over the place. And, right. and, and there was really kind of three things, like you talk about uh, brothels. Uh, mm -hmm. Absolutely, they were used for that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but Chinese uh, laborers uh, were real popular uh, back in that day. Sure, and the so. Absolutely. And uh, so you'll see that in all these towns. And, and we've done enough investigations in all these different towns and researched this stuff that, that when you get to another location that has tunnels, you don't really have to do much homework because you already kind of know mm -hmm. what the story is. Um, but there'll always be a, a million stories from other people, you know, wondering about it. What was it really? What was it actually? And you may never really know exactly but you'll know pretty much what it was. Mm -hmm. um, so brothel, absolutely. Um, uh, Chinese uh, laborers, absolutely. And opium. Mm -hmm. uh, opium was extremely popular back then, and it was transferred through tunnels uh, all over the state. Right. And uh, So all those reasons are, are going to be things that, that get disclosed and, and have to do with why you have tunnels. Like I said, it's never for anything legal. Right. Are these tunnels very long? Oh, yeah. Some of them can run, you know, for, like in this case, from the house all the way to the uh, train station. Really? Um, and and the, the, the counties and the governments and all these people, you know, they filled these things in all all over the place. So you can't get all the way through them anymore. Right. And, and that's common. Like I said, if you go to Williams, Prescott, uh, Kingman, uh, it, it's kind of like one of those things that nobody wants to talk about, especially if they're in a government level or a county level or a city level, because they don't want people to know that, you right. know. And But it's kind of silly, because what's it matter? It was back in that day. What does it really matter? Yeah. Um, but they, it's like a secret thing. You go to Kingman, you go to any places, nobody's giving tours of these things. Fill them in. Fill them in. Get them all filled in and make them go away type thing. Right. Um, but but the reality of it, and, and again, why would you be so concerned about filling things in and keeping it so quiet? And why isn't there more literature and more things in museums and more things like that on these tunnels? Why are they so quiet? Why are they so such a mystery? And that's because, you know, a lot of these uh, people don't want to talk about it. Uh, but but it is what it is, and that's what was happening in them. Are these tunnels lined? No. No, they're just no, dug in a, the dirt? It's a dirt tunnel. Yeah, most all of them are just dirt tunnels. Don't have no wood, don't have nothing. No reinforcing at all? No. Whoa. No. Huh. I wouldn't so, want to be in one of those when the train went by. Yeah. <laughs> um, getting back to the uh, this particular investigation, now, I want to go a little back, kind of rewind a little a little bit and find out how you got into this. Because I, I know a little bit about your background. You were a private investigator. Yeah, still am. And, yeah. and, and how did you get involved in this how did you take something that's so serious and right, then, right. you know, it's... I've been involved in law enforcement and, and private investigations my whole life. Mm -hmm. um, I was uh, contacted by a, a client uh -huh. who was interested in purchasing the Brunswick Hotel in Kingman. Oh, mm -hmm. and, uh, and they wanted to turn this into a ghost hotel. And when they called me, you know, I said, well, you know, why would you call me? I don't know anything about ghost hunting. I'm a private investigator. And they said, well, that's why we want to hire you, because you won't go in there and make stuff up. You're going to go in there. You're going to do it right. And you, there's no vested interest for you one way or the other. Um, and so I said, yeah, we'll do it. And uh, so we we couldn't find anybody to go. I called my friends. I called different people who work with me. And you know, I ain't going in that place. You know, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You know, I mean, I got friends of mine that are cops, retired cops. Nobody wanted nothing to do with it. And mm -hmm. and I thought it was funny. And it got to a point that I was like, man, I might be going to this place by myself. And then that kind of I was kind of like, maybe I don't want to do that, you mm -hmm. know. And 
And but you know they it was uh, it was a good opportunity and it was a good good thing to do. So so I finally rounded up some some friends and some people I knew, um, and we went in. And uh, to this day, we're the only uh, group that's ever investigated the Brunswick Hotel. And uh, and we were fortunate to to get to go back and do it four more times after that. But but it uh, by the end of the night, we walked out of there. And we couldn't believe what we had experienced. And, and I had an experience back in 2004. But, you know, when you're not really into ghosts or spirits right. or that kind of, you, you know, you, we get older. We like to make up excuses why things happen, sure. logical excuses. We constantly look for a logical. Right. If you want to debunk stuff, you could debunk anything. Sure. Um, as realistic as it could be, you can still debunk it. Sure. Um, so, so at the end of the night, I was kind of uh you know i was kind of shocked by it well the deal never went through they never bought the hotel for a lot of reasons but uh but i was so interested at that point that the realtor who was overseeing that property because it was a bank-owned foreclosure at the time mm -hmm. uh i said what's the chance we, we could go back and do that again and she said well look you got the lockbox combination you guys can go back in here anytime you want until it sells and so we took advantage of that, and uh, and to this day, it's it's uh, was one of the most active locations that we had ever been in, and we've been in a lot of places. And uh, so it just kind of spawned from there. Then I was interested, so I thought, man, I want to go back and find more places. It's kind of addicting, uh, you know, when things happen like that. Right. And uh, I always use an analogy: there, there's there's people that don't believe in anything, there's people that are open-minded and may or may have never had an experience. And then there's people that know for a fact. Mm -hmm. And and I was always in the middle. I always thought, why not? You know, why can't there be UFOs or other mm -hmm. things? Why not? Um, I think it's kind of closed-minded to think that there there isn't nothing. Right. It's just us, and we're just on this planet as miraculous right. as it is, and nothing else could ever be. That's right. pretty closed-minded. Um, so I've always been open. And then I had that experience in 2004. And then as I got into ghost hunting and had similar experiences that related to the, to the 2004 incident, right. then I started to put piece and things together and, uh, and, and just became more and more of an addiction. And when things happen to you, you want it more. So, so I kind of got went, you know, if, after you do this long enough, you have enough experiences, you go from this, this person that, uh, you know, is open-minded to the person that now knows for a fact. Mm -hmm. And when you know for a fact, you, you don't ever have to convince anybody of it. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't even try. Uh, I had one investigator early on, and, and she one day said, "Man, I was talking to a friend of mine, and and uh, they're, you know, I was telling them all about this, and they're telling me I'm full of it and I'm nuts, and you know, and we had this long, heated debate. And I'm like, why are you even bothering? You you know what happened to you and what and what your experience was. You don't need to sell them on it. Right. Now uh, I, I got to get into some of the things. One of the first of all, I've watched a lot of these programs. Everybody, I think, has out there. There is some uh, new equipment that's out there available for people to uh, uh, be able to record uh, anomalies in different uh, uh, magnetic fields and other right. other infrared, other things like that. Right. Heat. Uh, um, and but I just want to say this from the get go. I think the best instruments to detect these entities or ghosts or spirits is actually us. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. That we are that we have been imbued with right. the very tools necessary to Absol be able to, to be able to. And and it's funny because I watch a lot of these shows, and it's neat to make the machine go off and everything. And, right. And but really, the real real information is going to come 
almost like a little packet of data. It's right. just like, dink. Yeah, when I started this, um, for a long time, we didn't even have equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had a digital recorder. Uh, that was it. And uh, and I used to always say, I don't need to buy any more equipment because I, I didn't even care if I captured it on video at, back in that day uh-huh. uh, because all I cared about was me personally right. getting the physical experience. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't care if anybody else got it. Right. Um, you know, of course, as time went on and we started producing and doing our own stuff, then people need to see it. Right. Um, so you might feel something grab you, but the viewer just hears you say that. Right. And and so the electronic equipment comes into play so that it assists the viewer to, to, to feel and see the experience you are. Mm-hmm. And it, I just filmed with Ghost Adventures up in uh, the Grand Canyon Caverns. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and and it was pretty neat to watch how they did things as opposed to how we were doing things because it you know we were filming with the travel channel and you know there's a lot of production involved and a lot of people don't understand that well, uh, we do yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely so so you you've got the uh you know it's it's a show yeah and you got to make it entertaining and uh, otherwise people ain't tuning in and so so there's there has to be that fine line between capturing real evidence and then also doing reenactments and doing things to make the show an entertaining show and and there's a lot involved in that you know there was a a program one group that got quite popular doing this uh, one individual in particular and I was watching his show I don't remember which show it was but it was one of the bigger ones that first came out yeah a team of people and and I remember saying uh I was on on Facebook or something, we were talking about the issue and saying that you know if this guy keeps messing with what he's messing with, he's going to find out that it's that they, they don't just go away when the show's over. Right. And he went through all of these problems in his personal life, and it basically because of what he was kicking up, and you know, like I don't believe that you should ever challenge. Right. The other side, because you know you don't if you don't. It's like trying to like fight a bear in the dark you know you don't know right yeah we don't uh, you know I've got a philosophy and it probably wasn't so much my philosophy early on mm-hmm. but but it is now and yeah. that is I don't go in and none of my team goes in and ever is disrespectful to right. whatever is there exactly um, b- because as much as we're learning about it we still have just as much we don't have a clue about it and, and we never will till we die and so you don't know really what you're dealing with who you're dealing with or what the what the cause of their death was or right. why they're there. Uh, so so I don't like that that whole disrespectful thing. You see right. some of the shows, they'll really... Right. And, and early on, I would sit there and kind of, you know... Try to get something yeah, to happen. stir it up. But I've really found over the years that you don't need to do that. No. Um, mm-hmm. You can have as much success without it. And, uh, you know, and it, I used to sit there and say, you know, scratch me, bite me, dig me. Well, you know, once that happens a couple times... It's pretty cool, but then on the other end of things, you're like, man, that's a little freaky. Uh, I got scratched at the uh, Hotel St. Michael in Prescott. Uh, It's the first time I ever got a physical mark on me doing Mm -hmm. this. And and we were in a hotel room, and it started off where my left calf started getting warm. And now I had over-the-calf socks, blue jeans. It was wintertime, so it wasn't Mm -hmm. like I even had shorts on it. Mm -hmm. And my, my calf started getting hot, and then it got hotter and hotter and hotter, and it finally was so hot, it was like somebody was burning me. And I finally told my team, I said, I got to turn the lights on and get up for a minute. My leg's killing me. And we stood up and, and I shook my leg and they're like, what did it feel like? I said, it felt like something was burning. So we lifted my pant leg up and one of the girls that was there was like, oh my gosh. And I said, what? And she says, you're bleeding through your sock. And so we pulled the sock down and I had these 
scratches that were probably close to 10, 11 inches, uh, two of them, um, I was looking for the for the popular three that, that people take <laughs> to look for, right. but we never did find, a th really didn't see a third scratch, it really was, was two, and, and it was so deep that, that it broke the skin and I was bleeding through my calf. And as the guy running the team, I didn't want to act like a sissy about it. So, you know, I just sucked it up. But I could tell you in the back of my head, it was in my head. Um, so the rest of that night, you know, I was doing my thing. But it was one of those things where, you know, it's just constantly there. And it was like that all night. And at the end of the night, I said, they had put us all in the, in rooms to spend the night after we were done with the investigation that they had had the most guest reports of paranormal activity. So investigators were going to be in each one of these in these rooms, and I had a room, and my room was around the corner from the one where I got scratched, and, and I had said, I'm moving all my stuff into that room, and I'm staying in there tonight, and everybody's like, you're crazy, and so I went in my room, and everybody went in their room, and I started to put a few things together, and then I thought about it for a minute, and I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and I bowed out. I, I did stay in the Brunswick uh, Hotel once, and mm -hmm. I did have an experience there when I stayed there when it was open. It was on right. the second floor. The, uh, there was a back balcony, the rooms to the, uh, that are, I guess, to the west uh -huh. side of the building, yep. in that west side corner, yep. top story. There's second like, hotel floor? or Second or, hotel floor. So the floor. third floor total. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Off to, go up the stairs, off to the left. Yes. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's where that I is, had a really intense experience. That there. is where we ha captured all of our most intense activity. That's amazing. Yeah. There, it's so, kind of a room that's a double room almost, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah. whole hallway exactly. is, is amazing. Yep. And so. uh, we, uh, we actually captured a ball of energy free-floating in that hallway, and we followed it into a hotel room. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We're going to take a break. We will be right back. Uh, more with Route 66 Paranormal Investigations and Lion Charman, uh, Lyle, Lyle Char, Char, Charman. There we go. Uh, we'll be back right after these messages. Don't go away. Apologize for that. Welcome back. We have Lyle Sharman with us. He is with the Route 66 Paranormal Investigators. And uh, we're talking about the investigation that's been going on here at the uh, the greenhouse uh, here at, near the Needles Bridge. Everybody's seen it. The, uh, is it. Is that two or three stories? It's like a basement and two stories? Two stories in a basement. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and you've been there almost a month. Yeah, you know? we've been, you know, a lot of it's production filming, right. uh, research, stuff like that. But we've done two full uh, night investigations in there already. So you're going to release that, you said, later in the month? Yeah, well, uh, this Saturday. Uh, this Saturday at 11 o'clock, we'll be uh, uh, filming the reveal with the owners. And then uh, from there, we're going to uh, meet with any public that wants to come out and, uh, and meet us and see some of the evidence and talk to us. And then you're shopping it. What's that? Are you shopping it to a network? Um, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to continue with the... Uh, series? Yeah, I mean, it, we're going to keep filming, but this, this will, be the, uh, will be basically the pilot. And, uh, and we have two networks that want to take a look at it in uh, big interest. So, yeah. Very it's, cool. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. Very you, cool. you have another field of investigation you talked to me in the break about. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, if you go on our website, you can see both of them. But the other one is called uh, Paranormal Homicide Investigators. It's, a, uh, it's kind of a spinoff. Uh, we're going to film that as well. But it's, it's basically we, we take the private investigations part of what I do, 
and you reopen cases for whatever reasons. There could be because you got people on death row for 20 something years and they're still in the appeal system. So the question is why? Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to dig into that and find out why. Um, maybe you got somebody who is accused of something and has proclaimed that they haven't, they, they, that they were innocent and that they've spent all this time in prison for nothing. So we're going to redig into that. And then we're going to combine that with going back into the location where the murders occurred and see if we can reach out to the murder victims and get answers uh, from that as well. Uh, wow. And then combine the two. So it's kind of like combining, uh, you know, your uh, ghost hunter show with 48 hours. And, uh, and then right. we're going to throw a medium into the mix. And, uh, and then you're going to bring these, these uh, three things together. So the, the current one we just did is uh, Grasshopper Junction. And we're still working on that case. That was a uh, uh, brutal murder homicide that happened back in 1991 off of Highway 93 between Kingman and Needles, uh, right across from Chloride. So there's a little set of buildings right there. Mm -hmm. uh, the house where they were murdered is still there. Um, the owners had had activity. Uh, we reached out to them. They, they wanted us to come in. And, and we did a lot of really cool stuff. We even found... Uh, the daughter um, of one of the female ver murder victim and took her into the house for the first time since her mother was murdered and reunited her mother with through a, the use of a medium. Wow. And, uh, and we recorded that whole thing. So pretty, pretty cool. And then we're dealing with the uh, Robert Murray and Roger Murray, the two convicted murderers. Robert just died uh, towards the end of last year from throat cancer. He and I were talking exclusively and, and now I'm talking to his brother, Roger, and our, our long-term goal is we've done enough research now that we know that they absolutely committed these crimes, even right. though they've continued to say they didn't. Um, mm. And so now we have him on the verge of, of possibly confessing. And so we're hoping that we, we're going to be able to get that. And, uh, and then we're going to tie that. that Was he convicted of it? Oh, yeah, him and his brother both. Yeah. yeah. Still yeah. in jail? In Florence on death row. So this is an, kind of a... It's kind of a neat thing for you to be able to put your law enforcement and investigative background into this. Absolutely. Into, into this as well. I mean, yeah, to you tie get a crime thing into the whole thing. Yeah. When you're a licensed private investigator, you have access to a lot of things that mm -hmm. the general public isn't allowed to. And, and so that yeah. makes the, that paves the road to making things much easier to get that information and, and, uh, and be able to use it. Right. Uh, I, I, we've, over the years here, when I've w needed to like follow somebody and I didn't right. want to be a stalker, right. I hired a private investigator sure. Sure. to do that. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's going to be the spinoff of it. It's like, I want to find, I want to follow this person, but I, I don't want to be a stalker. Right. <laughs> so let the PI be the stalker. Exactly. Yeah. That way it's legal. Exactly. Yeah. Route 66 and it's a third stalkers. party that, you know, yeah. So that's sure. That's always a good thing too. Anyways, um, so you so, have any other interesting cases you're going to be looking at um, that you can talk about? Well, I mean, there's uh, there is a couple cases. I mean, we're we're looking at uh, through the Route 66 theme. Uh, there's the old Catholic Church in Prescott, uh, so we're probably looking at that. There is another location here in Needles uh, that we're looking at, but we're not disclosing it quite yet. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a, it'll be a big, big deal if we can uh, negotiate it through. Uh, so maybe bigger than the greenhouse. Uh, but, but it well, ties it into the greenhouse, so that's a, a clue maybe. And there's several there's several places in Needles. A lot of places. Actually, not just, uh, not just the two locations I know what you're talking about. But right. it, there's some actual houses here that have had a lot of activity. If you do any kind of Google searches over the years, you've got to go back 20, 30 years. Right. And you'll find that there are locations in the town that have have had issues. Right. You know, at least people, you know, claim. We, we like needles. We've done 
we've done probably every location in Kingman mm -hmm. that you ever could think of doing. We we even did the uh, Benelli House, um, mm -hmm. which nobody was ever allowed into the Benelli House, and we had to pull a lot of strings. We had to sit down with the city manager and the mayor at the time, uh, sign a lot of paperwork. Uh, and they had told me the only reason we're letting you in is because you're a licensed private investigator. If you weren't that, we wouldn't let you in. But but they were okay with the whole ghost hunting thing, knowing that, that I had that other field behind me. So that okay. we've used that, that especially early on. That mm -hmm. was uh, these. There's so many people out there who want to start groups and mm -hmm. and get into this stuff. And they so they they get their friends together, they put together a group, and then they think it's that simple. Well, you know, you have to. You can't just knock on someone's door and say, hey, I'm a ghost hunter. Can I have full access to your house, your building, your government building, city complex, whatever it is you're trying to get into, and give me the keys for the night, and we're going to run around in here. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't work that right, way. So, right. so a lot of these groups that get together, the only time they investigate is if they pay uh, so, to get into a location, and it's a location that wants to make money on ghost hunting. Right. And and so that's the only places they ever really get into. The only the only way you get into these big buildings and these really high profile places like we're doing or the major ghost shows is you either are paying like an asylum. Yeah, you got to pay. Or you're paying some kind of money, or they want to market it as a ghost thing, or or you just have the background I have that people trust you to come inside and do it. Right. Uh, but without that, if I wouldn't have had that background, we probably wouldn't may may have never made it this far. You know, I I lived in a house uh, or not in a house. I lived over a bank in an old building in the orange circle in in downtown orange right over the uh, the national orange national bank at the time and uh, we had all kinds of experiences in the building uh with all the neighbors and we had some actual things moving around and animals kind of reacting very strangely at times and um i was looking at old photographs of the building and i realized i'm flipping through these pages looking at it and i see that the building that i lived in was the orange funeral home yeah. Before and then after that, it was a sanitarium, and I'm thinking, well, no wonder we've got all this stuff going sure. on in here. Sure. Uh, and it had a basement, and you know, the main floor, and then of course uh, the floor above where had been turned into apartments. Yeah, a lot of people think too that if a location is haunted, that it must mean that 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 was the site of something traumatic or death. And mm -hmm. the reality of it is, is that that can be, mm -hmm. but we've also experienced stuff where. You know, somebody dies in one location, but their spirit comes back to this location. And that could be for a lot of things. That was their favorite place to be. That was uh, where they're drawn to or, they're, or they love the most. And it, so that's where they go back to. Yes. So, it's, so it's not, you know, people always ask, is that, you know, if somebody, yes. if you have spirit activities, that means somebody died there. Not right. necessarily. Exactly. Um, there's could be a lot of reasons why. And we've, we've learned this through the use of, of digital audio and capturing voices and getting responses to equipment. We were able to kind of get where we had those questions answered by spirits. Just a quick story that relates to what you're saying, and Rob experienced this, and I know Rob's listening. Um, I have a friend, Dan Van Patten, who was the drummer of Berlin and produced Berlin, the first record that everybody liked. Right. Um, and Dan passed away last year, and I was I had I was talking with him on Facebook about going to visit him on a Thursday, and he passed away on a Monday. Well, that Monday I had left. Uh, the the office and Rob was doing his show here and he had one of those things where it's like I just saw somebody walk in the building but we know the doors are locked and there's nobody in here and you watch somebody walk through and you're like right you know and he saw a guy walk through with a white fedora hat on okay right and clearly thought somebody came in the building when I came back and unlocked the door and came in he goes did you come back and I'm like no he goes well somebody was walking through the building and he described him 
and I got on my Facebook here at the, at the desk over there and I'm looking at it and I get a message from my friend who said that my other friend had passed away and I went to his Facebook to see if anybody had posted any details about what happened or anything and there's his picture there wearing the fedora hat and Rob is standing there and he's like that's the guy right there right now Dan died in the Belize yep but he yeah. came here sure to uh, visit a, a perfect example of that is uh, you know people say can this stuff follow you home yeah it can and it does um, I never had things ever happen in my home ever my whole life uh, minus the experience of 2004 mm -hmm. uh, and and so one of my buddies he's a retired uh, lieutenant from Hawaii uh, from Maui PD so you know we we like to think that you know like with me I've, you know I'm a pretty educated guy in college and and been in good fields you know mm -hmm. so so I'd like to think I'm not a whack you know right. and and a lot of the people we bring into our team are are very uh, credible people like our medium is a retired bioengineer mm -hmm. um, uh, my cousin that's on our team Ray he he's an engineer uh, so a lot of people you know that ain't just a bunch of goofy right. people right. Uh, but I but I had my buddy over at my house and and one day he he jumped up he said somebody just walked through your yard and i said no nobody walked through my yard and he goes no dude i just watched somebody walk through your yard and he, so he was so compelled that somebody had walked through my yard he went out the door and he was looking and you know of course we didn't find anybody well that's happened a couple times and then, of course i've had other experiences at mm -hmm. my house nothing uh mean or yeah you know but but very uh very obvious that you know you now, I'm not talking about like silly stuff like I heard a tap on the wall that must be a ghost. Uh, right. You know, I'm talking about profound things that uh, absolutely could Do make you, you believe that. You know, I just uh, just devil's advocate here. Just when you become more sensitive to these things, because now see you've created a file. The the mind hardwires itself based on its belief systems. Right. So if you have a if you in the past took those experiences and threw them into the file that said imagination. And then every once in a while, you, you, you basically clear the file, recycle it. Right. But if you set a new file up that says possibilities or experiences or whatever, and you start to put the rewire your the heart, you know the neurons of your brain right. actually rewire right. to now be able to be open to those things. So maybe they weren't that they didn't follow you. Maybe they were always there. That's absolutely a possibility. And that now that you're tuning into that, you're actually starting to hone the parts of your mind. Yeah, that we're different not being... different people, you know. As we get older, people just start to become so where they don't believe nothing. You know, right. everything is just constantly uh, moving things away from reality. I only believe in things I can see. You ask people, have you ever seen a billion dollars? No. Well, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. Hey, I I don't want to blow off a caller. Caller, you're live on thirteen forty. Uh, thank you. This is Mike. One, I I wanted to thank your guests for coming in, and not only coming in, but you know being willing to uh, brave whatever the phone call brings his way. Um, I would call myself an open skeptic because I've never seen or experienced anything that makes me willing to say, yes, there are ghosts, there are other entities out there. But I don't know that they don't exist. Um, through life experience, I have been in some very creepy places, and I've seen some creepy things. Uh, I was a, a reserve coroner's investigator, so I've seen a lot of decedents, some who passed very quietly and, and, and peacefully, some that experienced exceedingly violent deaths. 
and maybe it was just me projecting something onto them. Maybe it was something else. I don't know. But no matter how they passed away, to me, some seemed at peace and some did not. And I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. And I've had times in my life where I would swear on a stack of Bibles that somebody just put their hand on my shoulder, and there was no one there. But all I can say is I absolutely felt a hand on my shoulder. I can't say if it was just my imagination or something else, though. So I'm wondering, how do you, how do you put some kind of substance and proof to something that's very hard to see, if you know what I'm saying. Is that a question for me? I guess. Okay. Uh, uh, anybody who wants to answer it, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like I said before. You, there, you either believe or you don't. But if you have a profound experience, and in your case where you say something touched your shoulder and you know it touched your shoulder, then it touched your shoulder. Um, I've had situations where, you know, when I did the house up in uh, uh, where the murders happened in Grasshopper Junction, where my right shoulder was grabbed, pushed, and at that exact same moment, four pieces of electronic equipment went off simultaneously. Um, and so uh, you can always debunk anything. I mean, I could debunk that, but, but that's not common occurrences. And once you learn how equipment operates and functions and what makes it go off and, and what you personally are feeling... Um, you know that brings a lot of validity to it. So, so in your case, if you really feel that something touched you, then it touched you. I mean, you you know better than anybody if something touched you. Um, just like I know when I was there, when I got scratched, when I got bit. Um, you know, those are real life things. They really happened. Uh, I didn't make them happen. Uh, they they just happened. Now, one of the things we do, and for people that really want to get into this or they want to try to figure things out, is is we like to use not only electronic equipment but a lot of physical objects. So. So we have props and things we'll use that have to be manipulated physically. And so those things are, are things you should look at using to prove stuff. Hey, we got to run to a break. Thanks for the call. Okie doke. Thanks for letting me uh, talk. Bye. No problem. Um, we'll be back right after these messages. Don't go away, folks, because if you do, you'll miss out. All right, folks, we're back with Lyle Sharman. He is with the Route 66 Paranormal Investigators. They're doing an investigation here in Needles. We've got just a few minutes left before we go to the top of the hour. But uh, you've got a website. Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah, the uh, website is uh, uh, Route66ParanormalInvestigators.com. Uh, so we keep good updates and everything on there. And equally, uh, go to the Facebook. If they just go to our Facebook page, again, type in... Uh, Route 66 Paranormal Investigators, and it pops right up, and we have a pretty pretty big following, um, and, and it keeps climbing mm -hmm. every day. So. Yeah, well, it's pretty interesting stuff. I like how I like how you're using the uh, drone technology for some of your shots. Yeah, our producer Mac is is uh, great. Uh, he's doing a great job. Yeah, and uh, that gives you some really unique. Footage. There, there'll be a lot more coming out uh, after the reveal. You'll see a lot more video footage, and then you'll people will be able to see some evidence. And again, if they come out on the twenty first, come out on the twenty first, uh, eleven o'clock. You can watch some filming. Uh, as and then afterwards, we'll meet with the public, and and we think, depending on how many people come, that we're at. At the, at, the, at the greenhouse. Okay. Yep, it'll be right at the greenhouse. So, mm -hmm. so we'll be filming there, so they can watch some filming. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to meet people, uh, especially the people who follow us and like us. And, and uh, we're probably going to open the front door, 
after we're all done and people will be able to come in through the front door, meet us where we have the tables all set up with the equipment to, for the reveal and we'll probably show them a little bit if they want to see it, give them a chance to look inside the house. Um, and and this is 11 o'clock? 11 o'clock uh, California time at the greenhouse at 517 in the morning in the morning okay because when yeah. you're talking about ghosts, no not 11 you're like at night. 11 o'clock at night <laughs> ah! yeah no there'll be a morning morning deal well that's very we're cool. the only ones that stay up that late at night uh, no, nobody else dumb enough to stay up see, that late that i was gonna buy a, a, a voice box and see if i get some gear right for here right but I, but I, but i got a problem rf yeah it's yeah. just constant here and and sure. and it's going to affect any kind of machinery, so you'd have to actually go dark. What you should do is put some cameras and then, cameras. And then put some That's physical. Why I got the camera. Have some physical manipulating things. Like for instance, take a piece of PVC pipe, build a little cradle, and hang an object from it on fishing line, mm -hmm. and then and then just put the camera on that and see if sometime in the middle of the night that thing all of a sudden starts dancing around. Mm -hmm. Well, here's what happens at night. Yeah, so that's and I, great. And I hear it, and I'm too afraid to come in here. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm too, I do not. I do not want to actually physically see that little. Yeah, see, I want to down. see it. That's. Uh, I don't. I, that that scares the living. Nah, we thing. dig that. We want to. We we captured something at the greenhouse where we have physical movement. Wow. Uh, and and that's, that's going to be on tape to be seen. Very cool, Lyle. I'm so glad you dropped by, and uh, and I'm. It's just. It's kind of fun, you know? Yeah, it's and, cool stuff. We're and digging it. the genesis of what you're doing is, I think, is really genuine, too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, we uh, would have never, uh, like I said, I mean, there, there's no reason. I, I wouldn't do this if it wasn't real. Right. Uh, be it, no point in it. Right. It's uh, like going out to fish, like yeah, you were saying. We, we did this, uh, you know, I was just saying on the break, 47 times before we ever uh, started doing a production. So I would have never made it to 10 if this stuff was fake. I'd have been like, I'm done. Yeah. So so it's very real, and, and people should really start embracing it, and, and especially th this town, because we're going to be doing a lot of work in, in needles. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's a chance for people to embrace it, and, and we love to meet people. So reach out to us, send us messages, come out and see us. Very cool. Well, Lyle, thanks for coming in. We're going to definitely check it out. That's this uh, Saturday at 11 o'clock in the morning. 517 K Street. It is the uh, big greenhouse, the reveal with the uh, Route 66 Paranormal Investigations will be there. So uh, check it out. We'll have back website, website, one more time. Uh, www.route66paranormalinvestigators.com. Uh, there you go. Thanks a lot. You got it. Thanks, guys. We'll be back for the final hour right after these messages. Don't touch that dial. This portion of the Rob Hansen radio program could be brought to you by you for as little as $25 a week. For more information, email us at info at ktox1340.com. That's info at ktox1340.com. Info at ktox1340.com. KTOX. KTOX. The Tri-State's Talk Leader. And it is the Rob Hansen Radio Program right here on the Tri-State's Undisputed Talk Leader. That'd be KTUX 1340 AM. We'll be back after top of the hour news and everything else. You know, I'll, I'll tell you what. It was, it was wonderful hearing from my friends again. I, I miss Dave. I miss Frank every day of the week. Maybe we'll hear some more of them. It is the Rob Hansen Radio Program. Back after top of the hour.
And welcome back. It is a second hour of the Rob Hanson Radio Program right here on the Tri-State's Undisputed Talk Leader. That'd be KTOX 1340 AM. Now with FM. Let's get on with it, shall we? It's the Rob Hanson Radio Program with Radio Rob right here on KTOX 1340. Now with FM. And welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. 855-586-9134. You know what? I'll tell you what, I, I there there are stories that I'd I'd really kinda like to get into. But uh if you have a burning desire to talk and uh you know share a story about Dave Hayes or or even Frank Costigan, feel free to call in and talk. I you know I'm I'm sitting here, I'm I'm remembering a whole bunch of just absolute wonderful things, you know, I'd be here at the station and talking with Dave and and Frank and it, it was good times. It was really good times. You know, we we talk about everything from ghosts to UFOs to the political climate to you know pretty much anything and everything. And oh man, it's just. Just happy, happy things. Not, yeah, they were serious, and yeah, there were some serious things going on at the time. But you know the the camaraderie, the the uh, the fellowship that uh, we shared. You know, it, it made me feel good. It made uh, made a lot of other people feel good, and it's just not me, not just me. It was you, you as well. And you know the the times that we opened the open the studio to our listeners. Uh, I I seem to remember we hosted a KTOX a thon <laughs> one one day. You know, come on down, uh, bring food, bring uh, bring uh, cash donations, bring whatever it is you were going to do. And uh, you know, we had uh, we had a station full of people. We had people running in and out of here for uh, for all day as we were doing this uh and it was it was wonderful and of course all the other times that uh, we've opened up the station to uh guests and you know we we had we had people come out you know to see dave to see uh frank to see myself to to experience you know ktox at its finest You know, I, I I miss Dave. I miss Frank. I I really really do. You know, Frank, uh, Dave, and I. You know, especially when uh, around, well, it was February the twentieth of two thousand fifteen when uh, that that program aired uh, on on Dave and Dave and Frank show. I was uh, don't start me talking. I was doing in uh, the afternoons. Rob the the Rob Hansen radio program this this program in the afternoon, and uh, you know we we were talking later over you know what it, what I had experienced, and he said you know I don't know what it is about this place. I don't know what it is about this place. I don't I don't know whether it is that I've I've uh, you know uh, opened opened my opened my house my heart my mind to experience the unexperienceable but uh or if it's just you know the 1340 tower 
radio frequencies here that that attract all these interesting things that happen. You know, the they he was talking to uh, Lyle about the bell that uh, sit, sits uh, sits well sits right here now, but it sat sat in Studio D for uh, for a long long time. And you know, I've been here. I I have been here in the in the in the station. Uh, talking with Dave or, you know, just doing something else in the production room or, uh, just sitting, sitting down here in the living room or listening to Dave, uh, uh, practice his, his music. And I'd hear that damn bell go off. (laughs) And it wasn't because something was playing on the radio either. Cause we, we have lots of commercials where that bell is featured. But it would be that crystal clear bell sound that you'd hear and goosebumps. And Dave would just kind of shrug and go on with it. But, you know, he said, but when I hear it in the middle of the night, it scares me. I don't want to go in there and see the the plunger go down. Next week we're going to have uh, Lyle Sharman in. He's uh, he's going to be doing some. Uh, he's doing a private investigation in uh, in and around the Kingman area, and he's he's promised me. I don't have my phone with me right now, so I I can't uh, say it verbatim. But he's promised me he's got some interesting information about a case he's working on. So he'll be he'll be in next week. Make sure you tune in for that. Uh, but you know, going on with with Dave. And and Frank, you know, I I I think of KTOX, and uh, as as well as probably you do as well, and, and you think of Dave, and you think of Frank, because they were so ensconced in the community, they were so in favor of the community, they were a pain in the pain in the neck to. Some members of the community, especially those that uh, did wrong and tried to hide it or just did wrong and didn't care if anybody knew about it or not. But they were a pain in the neck because they exposed it and they talked about it and they hounded them to the ends of the earth. As a result, as an end result, and I can, I can see the end results, as, a, as an end result, some of these things have been changed. People that uh, were uh, the the worst abusers are no longer in office or no longer employed. Sure, there's still a lot of corruption. There's still a lot of graft. There's still a lot of uh, a lot of the things that were going on still going on. Only the names have changed. But in all in all, we've seen an improvement especially up in Bullhead. We have a mayor now who who actually cares. Who will take the time and and sit down and listen and talk and uh and argue his point and listen to you argue your point and still you can shake hands and walk away friends. Not the uh, not the uh, administration of old, where you know if you disagreed with us, well, we're going to pl- we're going to destroy you, as in financially, personally, 
You know, I watched uh, watched Dave struggle. You know, keeping the station on air month after month, year after year. And uh, some sometimes it was a struggle, and you know sometimes he just he'd he'd uh, he'd he'd come I'd come in and he'd be so damn so, so doggone depressed. He says, "I don't know why I'm doing this anymore. All it's doing is draining me of my time, my energy, and everything that I have left. I've sold everything. I can't sell anything more. What am I doing?" And it's usually about that time, you know, when uh, when he'd he'd be seriously considering just just getting up and walking away. That uh, something in the community would require our attention. Something in the community that uh, we could we could help with. Something in the community that we could solve, and then that would that, that seemed to revitalize him. Instantly, boom, here, we're here, we're here, we're going to talk about it, we're going to get it going, we're going to solve this, we're going to investigate it until there's nothing left to investigate, and then we're going to report on it. And we're going to tell the truth, and we're going to get, and we're going to insist that others tell the truth. And if they don't tell the truth, well, we're going to tell the truth for them. And that's what really attracted me to KTOX and to Needles and to Dave and to Frank. It's that community support, community service, service to community. That's what, uh, that's what did it for me. That's where I... I came in and <laughs> uh, that's when we all knew that uh Everything was going to be okay. Let's go to the phones real quick. K2X, you are on the air. It's me, Scott, Bullhead City. Hey, Scott, how you doing? I'm doing great. I just want to know, Rob, did you get a hair of the um, afternoon drive-by on Friday I, with all of Dave's relatives? I did. I did. It was good. It was. It was an. It was an awesome program. It really was. I thought that was. You know what? I'm getting chilly bumps right now thinking about it. Yep. Anyway, I'm. I'm an old time Rancho Cucamonga, Alta Loma. Uh, what's the other one? Etiwanda. Okay. We used to call it Alta Cucawanda. Okay. And then it be then it became Rancho Cucamonga that took over the whole area. I didn't know I was hanging out with Dave. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, our paths could have crossed many times. And you never would have known. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I went to Chafee College, you know, and they mentioned Chafee College. I don't know if Dave went to Chafee College, but he seemed like uh, a guy like me, you know. I'm I'm 64 now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, anyway, just, how on, just a little uh, longer. Uh, you know, um. Rob, I don't know if I told you this, but I talked to Frank. Yeah, you you the, you you told us that uh, many times. As a matter of fact, every time you've called, you've told us this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but that's okay. Go but ahead, it, go ahead and tell it again. All right, I talked to Frank the evening before he passed away, and he told me how he didn't feel well. And I go, well, you'll feel better, Frank. Um, you know, go home and rest. And uh, me and Frank are good friends, you know, even though I was just getting ready to meet him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know, Rob. You know, you can know someone for all your life, and then you can know someone for a short period of time. And, 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 and feel like you've known them your entire life. Yeah, I know. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Okay. I've experienced it. And, uh, you know, it, the, 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 it was the same between uh, Frank, Dave, and I. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I didn't know him for years and years and years and years and years. But I'll tell you what, I, I knew the man. I respected the man. And, oh. uh, and you know, he, awesome he, was, he, was, he was a mentor to me. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, he was, he was right there when my mom passed, gave me, mm-hmm. gave me the time I needed to grieve, allowed me to come in, take over, take over what I needed to take over and, and do what I needed to do to, uh, to express my grief yeah. on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and then set me aside and actually counsel me and, and, and talk to me and, you know, and get get to know me as a person, and and help me through my grief. And I'll tell you what, it was it was it was beautiful. It was marvelous. Well, and, that's, uh, the kind that's the kind of person, that's the kind of person that that Dave was. Okay? I know. And uh, you know, I boy, yeah. just just every every day, every day he'd he'd walk in that he'd walk that path of, yeah. of caring, of helping, of of doing things for other people that uh that you know frankly we we don't we don't we take for granted okay mm-hmm. and uh and then when it's gone we miss it terribly but it's not our speaking of it oh, right now of course of course and that's and that's uh that's that, that's how you that that's how people live in 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 mortality but anyway thanks for your call my friend we're keeping them alive today, Rob. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Have a good one. It is the Rob Hansen Radio Program. We're going to go quick to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll uh, we'll talk some more. I promise. It is KTUX 1340 AM. Needles.
portion of the Rob Hanson Radio Program could be brought to you by you for as little as $25 a week. For more information, email us at info at ktox1340.com. That's info at ktox1340.com. Info at ktox1340.com. KTOX. KTOX. The Tri-State's Talk Leader. Oh, yeah, a little flirting with disaster right here on KTUX 1340 AM, Tri-State's undisputed talk leader. that song you know if, if i if it was up to me i'd play the entire song but i can't because we have a phone call and i and i really want to get to the phone call ktux you are on the air my friend i i'm i'm sorry you're you're breaking up really really bad is this better a little bit I'll call back later. Thanks, Mike. Okay, thanks. Uh, you know that that sucks because I know who that was. <laughs> I, I really like, really like talking to that. Just really, really poor connection. I I apologize for that. I I like uh, I like hearing them go eight five 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 eight six nine one three four. Uh, yeah. I'll go back to the phones. KTUX, you are on the air. Why? Thank you, sir. Hello, Mr. Lipschultz. How you doing? Oh, Oakley Doakley, but I lie. Okay. <laughs> but it's that's more entertaining than the truth. So, you know, what can I tell you? There you go. Although certain people will now be going around town going, he admitted it. He said he lies. <laughs> there you go. You can't win, man. You um, can't win. Yeah, I, I was ca- going to uh, talk about... Uh, how uh, our current great mayor mm-hmm. um, is having dark forces um, planning against him since the elect- re-election's coming up. Uh, but uh, I can call in about that next week. What I wanted to talk about, and I don't know if you heard about it, that the, in the Florida school shooting, before the shooting, during the shooting, and after the shooting, there were four armed police officers on the school grounds. Yeah. And during the shooting, they stayed outside with their guns at the ready in case the gunman came running out. Now, before I get off the phone and leave the discussion open to anybody who thinks that's crazy and that they ought to be sued and blah, 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 the Supreme Court has ruled time and time again that law enforcement has no duty to protect. They can stand there and watch you get the bejeebies beat out of you and do nothing. 
And if you think I'm wrong, ask Reginald Denny. <laughs> okay. The truck driver from the L.A. riots. Uh, because he tried to sue LAPD. And his was one of the cases that made it all the way up the chain of command, so to say. And law enforcement owes no duty to protect. And that, to me, is one of the biggest reasons in the world to know how to use a firearm and have a firearm. Because there are times when, even though there may be a law enforcement nearby, and they may know something bad is happening to you, they may choose to sit that one out. And it's going to be up to you. All righty. I appreciate it. Thanks a bunch. Okie doke. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. KTUX, you are on the air. <laughs> oh, it's not gotten any better, my friend. It's you next week, but uh, uh, good show. Good show. Bye. Okay, thank you. I heard that one really clear. <laughs> okay. Proceed. Is it better now? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, I've known Dave Hayes as long as he's been involved with KTUX Radio. And, uh, you know, Dave has always been the town crier and the one to get us informed on things and and, and light a fire under our butt and, and get us to go to, to council meetings to hear him and, and to, uh, you know, vent our... our uh, Opposition to what former mayors have, have uh, you know, tried to push through. And, uh-huh. and my concern is, I hope, uh, you know, several of us can step up to the plate. But, but after Dave and Frank are, are gone, I just want to say that that uh, I think Dave was instrumental in in helping us get a good mayor right now. But, uh, but I think after this, we're on our own because... The powers that be realize that we basically have no voice. Well, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd like to agree with you, but I'm going to disagree with you on that because you still have a voice. And as long as I'm on the air, you will always have a voice. That's what I wanted you to say. Good for you, and I'm back. Um, I, you know, I, I learned so much from Dave Hayes. And one, one of those things I learned from Dave Hayes, and now mind you, I I am I make no no bones about the fact that I'm a conservative. Okay? I make no bones about the fact that uh you know I I support law enforcement, I support some government. But he taught me a bunch of things about how to look at things critically and to see to see uh the not so good things about it, the not so rosy things. And when I see something, when I see something wrong, I need to speak up and I need to speak loudly and I need to speak forcefully. And I'm going to continue to do that. Okay. Uh, yeah. What you said about being a conservative and, and Dave helped us help instill that. That's got nothing whatsoever to do with being a Republican or a Democrat. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely not. But, you know, it's, so there might be one or two conservative Democrats, but I, you know, they got to they got to <laughs> answer for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend, I got another call that's coming in. But, hey, thank you very much for your call. I appreciate it. OK, bye. bye. <laughs> KTOX, you are on the air. Hi, this is Kenny. Hey, Kenny, how you doing, my friend? Fine. Thank you. Um. You know, I, I, I like the 
notion that uh, we all have a voice. I just wish some of the callers would talk into the mouthpiece so we can understand them. But it's really hard to understand that previous caller. I, I got maybe uh, one it, out of every it, four it words. Wasn't, it, it wasn't so much. It, it, I think it was just his connection, my friend. I think it was. It, it wasn't that he wasn't speaking in the mouthpiece. It was just the connection. And I, I heard him uh, towards the end. But, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we our modern technology, man, I, you know, what, whatever happened to the sprint where, you know, they're, they're, remember the commercial? They dropped a pin. You could hear a pin drop. Whatever happened yeah. to that? Well, I, I I used to listen to Art Bell quite a bit, and and he would get on callers if they didn't have their radio off and such things, you know. And yeah, I, I do think too. He just got disgusted with the whole thing when everybody started making calls with cell phones because the sound quality is so god awful with cell well, phones. Okay, how many people have landlines in their houses anymore? Well, that's why he got out of the business. He, he I, I don't. Hope. I don't think that's why he got out of the business at all. Is it? <laughs> but uh, you know, I I understand what you're saying. Uh, you know, even even the phone lines here now aren't real phone lines. They're not. It's uh, voice over IP. Okay. Uh, yeah, we have uh, six lines coming into the into the switchboard here, and but all of them are virtual, so to speak. So, you know, know when, te- technology changes. And you know, really it's pretty good. Well, you can call from wherever you're at. It's just a challenge to be able to understand what you're saying. Uh-huh. But uh <laughs> there's one caller, Rick, that calls in every pretty much every day during the week and uh it always sounds like he's in outer space or something, uh, or wind's going by or something. It's very difficult to understand what he's saying. That's okay. As long as, as long as long as I draw breath and as long as I sit in this chair behind this microphone, I don't care who you are, what you have to say, or how you want to say it, unless, of course, you're cussing at me. <laughs> You have you oh, have you have you have a you have a, a a place to call and a place to voice your opinions, whether whether everybody out there agrees with you or not. Of course, we'd all love to sit back in and listen to people that agree with us all the time, right? That gets boring, well, man. You, that gets well, absolutely boring. Well, it also gets boring when you can't understand the callers because they refuse to speak into their mouthpiece. Well, you know, okay. Well, then I'm sorry. What can I do? What can I do? I'm 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 sitting here. I I I only push buttons, man. <laughs> no, I don't. All right, thanks for your call, Katie. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rob. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. It is the Rob Hansen Radio Program. Eight five 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 eight six nine one three four. We're talking about Dave Hayes. We're talking about Frank. We're talking about anything else we want to talk about. Uh, you know, of course. Uh, 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 Mike Lipschultz called in and talked about uh, the armed security that was outside of the school that did not go in while the shooting was going on. We talked about this last week. We talked about it in in, uh, in fairly great detail. And of course, you know, more details come out about this. But this, 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 my 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 same premise still continues on with uh, with that is that 
law enforcement failed to begin with. They failed from the beginning all the way to the end. Sure, they have him in custody now. Sure, they uh, they are doing their dead-level best to build a case against him. They could have prevented this. They could have prevented this. Knock on wood. Could have prevented it. The FBI failed. Local law enforcement failed. Sheriff's Department. Everybody. Top to bottom. Failure. And I hear every time I turn on uh, turn on the TV or turn on the radio or turn on uh, whatever it is, and it's really kind of getting boring, to say the least. But every time I I turn on the radio, I hear we need gun, we need more gun control. We need this. We need that. You know, we we need we need gun. When are we going to actually look at the root causes of things? When are we going to fix? Our mental health system. So people like Justin Rectors, people like this guy in Florida, people like who who've gone and done the can be identified early and helped early. When are we going to open our lives to God? When are we going to when when are we going to accept the things that that uh, that we need to accept in order to prevent things like this? No, let's just let's just uh, oh yeah we'll we'll just you know create more laws that are useless. KTOX, you are on the air. When I'm looking in the mirror in the morning, there's no we involved except for me and the Lord God. That's a we. And. Uh, you know, other than that, uh, I don't know where people get the notion that they have a right to chime in on what somebody else believes that they need or don't need. Well, you know, and that's that uh, that is an entire different ball of wax as well. But I understand what you're saying. I, you know, it's uh, there's no we involved when I'm deciding how I'm going to protect myself throughout the day. It's just me. It's the person in the mirror who decides well, how if, what my if, security uh, is if, going to if be. Well, if, uh, if, if the uh, uh, people who are screaming and squawking the most right now, your only protection would be 911. That would be your only protection. Like that's going to well, happen. It, apparently they feel that that's all that they need is a 911. I, I know better. <laughs> There's Any, no, there's no anybody. Anybody with half a brain knows better. Okay, anybody with half a brain does know better that you you need a little bit more than just nine one one. Sure, I will start dialing nine one one while I'm drawing. Okay, and uh, and I will have nine one one on the line when I'm pulling the trigger if I need to. But the thing is. My 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 responsibility is to protect my family, protect protect myself, protect my family, okay, protect society, right? Am Absolutely. I am, am, am I right? Okay. Now, were that's you, were, your responsibility. Were, were you ever in the military? Yes. Okay. You remember that oath you took when you when you went down to do the in processing? Something about yes. you know, will uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. So help you God. 
Absolutely. You, okay. Every 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 active service member remembers that. When you when you were uh when you got out and you signed your DD two fourteen did you uh, read anywhere on there where they they absolved you of that oath? Nope. Nope. They did not. <laughs> you're 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 still under oath. So, disarming yourself, okay, and allowing others to dis- disarm you, you're not able to live up to your oath to protect and defend, are you? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right, Kenny. Got to run, man. Got to go to the break. Thank you, Rob. Bye-bye. It is the Rob Hansen Radio Program. We'll be back as soon as these uh, wonderful commercials are over. And, uh, and yeah, we'll be back with your phone calls. 855-586-9134. It is KTUX 1340 AM, Needles, California. radio program could be brought to you by you for as little as $25 a week. For more information, email us at info at ktox1340.com. That's info at ktox1340.com. Info at ktox1340.com. KTOX. KTOX. The Tri-State's Talk Leader. school shooting. The security detail who did have a weapon didn't enter the building. For him not to enter the building is just disgusting. KTOX 1340 News Talk. Let's all clap for the Wolfman. Welcome back. It is the Rob Hansel Radio Program. 855-586-9134. We got a few minutes left in the in the hour before we are done for yet another week. Like I said, next week we got Lyle Sharman uh, coming in, I hope. 
We've been trying to trying to get him in here for uh, quite some time now, and uh, I, I I have I have a feeling he'll he'll actually show up because he does have some uh, interesting news to share, and uh, maybe we can maybe we can talk about ghosts. I like I like talking about ghosts. It's it's spooky. It's fun. It's oh, and of course you know he's talking about uh, he's all uh, he's also talking about wanting to uh, to do a ghost hunt here right here in. Uh, in the station. I think that'd be great, too. K2X, you are on the air, my friend. Greetings, Rob. This is John. Hey, John. How you doing, my friend? I'm okay. I just learned via Fox Fox report just a few minutes ago. Uh-huh. This was, this was, we're talking about Reverend Billy Graham. Yes. What a humble, what a humbled man. He's going to be laid to rest in a plywood coffin. I'm, this is no joke. In a plywood coffin made by inmates in Louisiana. Really? Isn't that something? Yes, it is. That just blew me away. And his son, Franklin, had asked him some time ago what he wanted on his tombstone. And uh, Reverend Graham said two words, the preacher. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? Okay. I I, I, I find nothing at fault with that. (laughs) <laughs> oh no, I don't. No, I wasn't. I wasn't pointing out anything at fault. No, I no, I, out. I know. I, what, I'm, a, what a humbling. Uh, yes. What a humbling thing to do. It is. You can think about that when you're driving home in your decab. Uh, <laughs> I drive home in my own car. <laughs> I've got. No, I've I'm got. Sure, a, I'm sure you do. I just. I've got a, de- a little sticks at you. I've got a. I've yeah, got a decab waiting in my driveway when I get home, so I can get up early in the morning and go to work. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. Um, well, Kenny called in a bit ago, and he was talking about callers who phone in. Uh huh. I totally agree with him. Oh, there yeah. are so many people who call in, and they got a nine ninety five throwaway burner phone from Walmart. And you, you could only catch about every fifth word, and it's very, uh, it's very frustrating. Yeah. To listen to them when you're only hearing every fifth word. Yeah, I I understand. And and it makes a, it makes a, a conversation somewhat difficult at times as well. Well, it's hard with the listeners because some people have some really cool things to say that are interesting, mm-hmm. but if you can't understand them because of their crubby phones, <laughs> I mean, what's the point, right? Well, you know, you could also also stop down at 100 Balboa place. Huh. Open the door, walk it, walk in and uh sit down behind a microphone and uh Speak crystal clear. I think I think a few of them should do that. That's you know actually you know that that has been uh, KTOX policy for as long as I remember, and uh, and I have no intention of changing that here <laughs> at any, any given time. I, Good I on want you, buddy. I want Good people. On you. I want people. This is you know D- Dave, Dave, and Frank. And you, you've known Frank for years, and. Correct. And uh, and Dave for years, and their their thing was you can't have a conversation if only one person's talking. That's right. And absolutely correct. I agree with that. Yeah, you know, regardless of what your position is, I want to hear it. I'm I'm with you. You know, and you might change my life by something you have to say. So I want to hear it. Sounds good. Drive drive careful going home. Hey, you have a great evening. Okay, bye-bye now. Bye.
855-586-9134. You know, thank you, John. I appreciate that. I really do. Wow. I'm going to have to look that up. I'm going to, I, I, uh, one of these days, one of these days, I'm going to have a TV in here that, you know, is tuned to one of the news stations or several news stations so I can see their scrollers, see if anything catches my mind. I don't know. I don't really trust the major news media outlets too much anymore anyway, but you know, Appreciate the thought, John. That was uh, that was quite kind of you. 855-586-9134. Going on, going forward, and living up to the uh, ideals that were presented to me and uh, enforced here. Well, I wouldn't say enforced, encouraged here. But being the being the people's voice, that's what KTOX uh, has always meant to me. That's what Dave Hayes had always meant to me. That's what D- Frank Koskin had always meant to me. And those are the lessons that I learned, and those are the lessons I'm going to try to continue on with. You know, I honestly miss listening to Dave in the morning. I miss uh, hearing his signature sign-off, go out there and make the world a better place. He didn't just say that because it was something to say. He meant it. Because that's the kind of that's the kind of life he lived. He tried to go out there and make the world a better place for everybody, not just himself, for everybody. The man had an absolute heart of gold, a soul of steel. And just Really, the closest the, the closest thing I could think of to a a good human being that I can come up with, you know, minus my dad, my own father. And I truly, truly miss that. Truly, truly miss him. Truly, truly miss Frank. And when I when I sit when I sit back and I, I I think about them here in the studio or wherever I am, I feel their presence. Because that's another gift that Dave gave to me. It's to open your heart, open your mind, open your soul, and receive the the blessings. And to feel the presence of loved ones around you. And I will admit, I love Dave and Frank. They were brothers. They were people who were immensely special to me. And I thank... 
I thank God for the privilege of knowing them both. For the short time that I got to know them. And I hope you feel the same as well. Sure, they weren't liked by everybody, but I'll tell you what, everybody, everybody had, uh, or was impacted one way or another by them. I was speaking to a uh, an acquaintance this last week, and I hadn't realized that uh, Dave and his family were neighbors. And we got to talking, and he said, oh, he knows that I, I, I work down here at KTOX. And he said, well, did you know Dave Hayes? I said, yes, I knew Dave Hayes very well. Oh, how is he? I, I said, he didn't, you didn't know he passed away last year. And he was just stunned. His daughter and Dave's daughter were, were pretty, pretty close at one point. <clears throat> and uh, he was stunned. He was stunned to hear that. He said, well, Dave was so young. I said, well, so was my mother. So was anybody else who passes away well before their time. And he said, I can't believe it. You know, I, I here here I am. I I I knew the man, I was neighbors with him. I I I feel bad. I lost touch. I what what do I what can I do? Can't do much anything. Except you can do this. You can go out there and make the world a better place. K2X 1340 Needles. See you next week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.